0: Hello, and welcome back to Trancho Sports Talk Basketball this time with um, me, Joe, and Sam, as always. Hello. Um, Just here to have a chat about the NBA. Um, Yeah, so last night we had the Sixers and the Lakers... Uh, facing off with the the leader leading team in each conference, and um, what did you think of it, Sam?
1: Hell of a game! It's a good job because it, it seemed to go on for about three or four weeks. I mean, it got to like half three in the morning here, and it's like it's a good job. It was a one session game at that point. Yeah, because that's that was getting to the point where I'm really if if it. If it was a slight gap between the teams, I was tempted getting close to bailing on it.
0: Yeah, I, w- I was. Um, yeah, about halfway through the fourth quarter, I thought that I was going to bed because it was just dragging. Like, and then the late and then that it
1: run. They went on a crazy yeah. run at the end.
0: And the six is messing it up
1: a bit. They tr- they tried a really couple hard of to
0: horrendous possessions. Although, I mean. He, he, even despite that though, it's quite a statement isn't it I think the Sixers it's like I saw even when they played the Celtics like rose re- recently was that like a week ago or something now
1: they played them twice yeah they played them twice Tatum, though. yeah without I know Tatum, they're out but.
0: they're without Tatum but I remember it, like in the build up to that seeing some like I don't know some like um, discourse of basically it's like yeah the Sixers still um, a better team than the Celtics and stuff and it's like Oh, no, I mean, they've had the whole COVID thing for a few games, and they're still the best team in the East. And if they hadn't had that, they would be, you know, they they'd probably have the best record in the NBA.
1: Well, they really they they do, don't they? Now, do they? I don't. I don't know. know. Really do. Is It's them or you, saw, But
0: uh, I think the Jazz do. No, they don't. They
1: don't. Actually they're out, like sorry. fourth or something, aren't they? Um, Yes, but everyone's also like there's such a gap within the number of games played already that it's yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of hard to look at it. Um, it's basically the and even that though, and I mean, you can do this with every team, so it's sort of silly. But when Embiid's not played, they've been like they're gonna be in the lottery team, but they're that bad when Embiid doesn't play,
0: yeah, Um,
1: and when he does play, they look like genuine title challenge are good um yeah. and obviously you can do that with a lot of teams uh and that's how a season works you need your best players to play more games and it helps like that, that's pretty reductive stuff but i mean if we're talking about going to be a playoff team obviously and bead is not going to take rest days for a sore back in the playoffs he's going to have to be properly injured i mean this is the thing i i don't know if you picked up on it but in the um he got whacked in his back, didn't he? That, which was a bad flagrant, actually. Yeah. Um, and there was all this, yeah, he's been out with back tightness. And it's like, um, I, with how teams have got in for load management, when you've got stars just sitting out a couple of games, and w- were they both against Detroit, the ones he sat out? Or was it Detroit? He's basically, there's, there's clearly a pattern for when he's sitting out games. There was yeah, a ones play, where they still
0: might have a chance.
1: Yeah, so well. they went away to Memphis and he sat out and they just lost. Um, wait, I think he sat that one out. Anyway, he's basically there's. He didn't sit out the two games when they played the Celtics, and he didn't sit out when they played the Lakers. Like, yeah. so we can safely say he's load managing, and I don't necessarily want to go into like the MVP conversation stuff at the moment, but for, there's lots of other stuff to talk about. So it matters for that. But if we're talking about how good the Sixers look, you look at it when Joel Embiid's playing, and basically and they're, they're, really they're right
0: good there, aren't they? They're, they're, they're basically. I mean, as yesterday showed, they're like, you could say they're neck and neck with the Lakers. I mean, it's still early in the season, but from the start Wild of the season, season, they
1: are like... How they played, not, I mean, even in that game, though, the Lakers missed so many free throws. Um, yeah. And how they played but, in the half court towards yeah. the end is the problem. And that's still yeah. such an issue for
0: There them. was bits in the big middle, though, where it's like, the Lakers, who are a great defensive team, you just felt like they couldn't deal with it. There are a few possessions and sets and stuff that sixes ran that were just, they just didn't have any way to defend it.
1: I mean, he's basically, the way he's playing at the moment, because he's shooting, like, and the question is, is how he's shooting from mid-range particularly, but also from three. This is way better than he's ever shot it before and we can say it's because he's got more space stuff. If he now shoots the ball like that, I mean, he's basically unguardable. There, there's still some issues when you double him. Like, he. He's recognising the doubles better, but his passing out of them is still a bit panicked at times. I think. Um, yeah. But one on one, like they, he's just going through people. Like they, they were leaving Harold with him a couple of times. Yeah. And he's. Like, I think they might have got a turnover out of it. There's still turnover problems, but he just he's flattening people. He's there, done it to quite a few guys there, now. There were a couple
0: of times in that game. as I'm we talking about double teams, where they doubled, and he managed to get to Simmons underneath, underneath the double team. Yeah. So he's like in the mid post or something, gets doubled, and you manage to get it through the double team into Simmons, which I think that has got to be a key thing. Really, is Simmons in those situations? Is, is he he's basically got to he's got to move around a lot off the ball, given these. Um, you know, he's not going to space much. if He's just going to stand in the corner. He's got to be moving and getting like getting in those areas and stuff. And when they are doubling. Um, they're doubling in bead and obviously the other shooters they've got to keep an eye on It's like simmons is the guy that could move around and they're not going to pay that much attention to and quite a lot of times already this season there's been i've seen plays where i think that is and i think that's like a key thing of simmons basically generally just being more active i think it's like
1: he was really aggressive scoring early on as well wasn't he yeah. He was going straight to and he took it at LeBron a couple of times. And,
0: um, and Anthony Davis, There's a couple of times he went through Anthony Davis yeah.
1: the rim. On a different on a non sixers note, Davis has been publicly self critical this season. And he I think he finished with twenty last night. Um I just thought he kind of rubbish, I thought. For for the player he's meant to be, not actually rubbish, but for like this, the Lakers have two top five players. I mean top five players he had this in the playoffs at times last year he obviously had some massive games some great moments but defensively he was sort of getting not quite bullied again like he had some I think he had a block or two and he's obviously affecting shots all the time but he basically didn't he did not look like he could guard Embiid at all Embiid was just pushing him back Um, and Simmons went at him a couple of times and then offensively he's sort of not there I think there's quite a lot of games where it just like it passes him by. And I don't mean that he's not scoring, I mean that he's just he doesn't feel like he's massively influencing the game. And that's the thing with a player of that caliber. And that's where, well, it's also maybe why the Pelicans were um, who they were when Davis was their clear best player is that he's not LeBron. Or Nicolae Jokic, he's not one of these guys. Yeah, who
0: I don't feel like he takes charge quite so much. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I've not never really noticed that to such an extent where he does just take charge for game. You know, he'll just go and you know have the ball in his hands, create plays, and or just hit loads of shots in a row. Like a beats had it a couple of games this year where it's just like just gone down the other end over and over again hit like fadeaways Yeah. one after the just, other Just,
1: he, he's just absolutely unstoppable I mean it, there's a couple of plays I think he did one to Davis didn't he where he, he basically just spun him to the baseline and it was like you, you're too yeah. weak and so but this guy I'm not sure if he's actually measured at 7 foot but anyone over 6 foot 8 seems to get called a 7 foot or by NBA commentators anyway um, and it, he just, like, it just blew him away Um, and there's only it's just it's kind of an observation on Davis more than anything the Lakers are not exactly in trouble and LeBron got 30 odd points again after getting 46 in Cleveland and outscoring the Cavs in the fourth quarter like he just is it's ridiculous what he's doing again it's just absolutely ridiculous what he's doing
0: yeah well yeah they're they're no doubt the favour is in the West I mean that's not really controversial that's just a fact isn't it really Um, but the thing is with that is, I think I don't know. I reckon. I mean, the sixes are, I think, are my favourites now. Um, based on like, we're not, we're a little bit into the season now, and they have just been consistently good when they've had people available. Like when they've not all had COVID, they've just been consistently like unstoppable.
1: Tobias Harris is the big one as well. Well, wow. yeah. I mean, in a way he's just he's got some praise because he hit the game winner last night but he got slaughtered by a lot of people last season and in some ways rightly so and there's a lot of this stuff about him being more aggressive and yeah I mean he benefits from spacing everyone benefits from having shooters there because he can now get to the basket but he's um before yesterday's game of players that were classified as forwards on cleaning the glass Only Paul George was shooting a better percentage on threes. He was being more efficient than Kevin Durant. And he's like one of the most efficient scorers among forwards. And he's just sort of doing it relatively quietly. I mean, yesterday was like his big moment. Um... But that, that's what's so key, because yeah. that also makes life easier for Simmons. If Simmons doesn't have to score 20 a game, because that's what Harris is doing. Now, Harris yeah. is just scoring 20 a game the efficiently. Thi-
0: the thing is, as well, actually, is the thing with the Sixers, as has always been said, is they don't have anyone to craft the dribble. And that's why they got Jimmy Butler, and then he left, and there was a problem again. Is that he's been doing that. I think it's that, like there has been times when he's just, you know, he gets the ball and just just creates some space and gets a mid-range that he. Hits, More yeah, for the
1: and that's the thing is that he's hitting them, I suppose. And that there's you could make the case that he's going to regress, but the reason they traded for him was because he was making them like this when Doc Rivers was his coach, and he is noticeably um, doing stuff with the ball. The thing that, that was frustrating last season was part of the reason that ball movement was so bad was Harris was getting it and just like joining in the post ups as you just like slowly dribbling it, jab stepping everyone. Yeah. Now it's like if he gets if someone throws it to him and he's open, he shoots. And if he's going to the basket, he doesn't mess around as much. He's just right. I'm going. I'm getting the ball, dribbling, driving. Yeah. He's just being a bit quicker with everything. Um, In in general, is you've got to put that down to Doc Rivers because that's the main change, and the spacing is helping slightly. Um. Yeah. I I don't have much more to say on that game really, other than. The Sixers stuff about they have had an easy record, but like you said, they beat the Celtics, albeit without Tater, but they beat them twice. Yeah. Um, And then they beat the full-strength Lakers. And it's like, you can qualify everything, but ultimately, if you're top of the conference, um, you're top of the conference.
0: Yeah, because you can also also qualify the games they lost. That's the thing, which I think at least counters those things. I think when
1: Embiid's playing like this, they are going to be a serious, serious matchup in a playoff series for anyone. Yeah, just because he's he's playing that well at the moment, and at both ends, I mean, he's just he's so dominant. Um, The really the scary series for them would probably be Miami of all these teams. Weirdly, at the moment, they they may get outscored by Brooklyn. Like, there's a chance if that just becomes an offense fest, they're going to lose. But also, I don't really know how Brooklyn do anything against Embiid. Um, but is, is if they could put Adebayo on him and don't have to help, because a lot of their offense, when they get stuck, is like we we'll go post and beat up. He's either going to dunk on him, or you're going to have to double him, and then we'll get an open three. And that's kind of what they've reverted to frequently. And if they've got Adebayo, that's not they won't have to double as anywhere near as often you'd think.
0: Yeah, that's. Um... Yeah, he's one of the few guys that you think might be able to deal with him to some extent. Um, I mean, that game last night, Mark Sol just, just getting destroyed as well early in the game.
1: He's, he's got some really tro- good numbers against him in the past as well. He's, he dealt with them really well in Toronto and even when they were younger. But I guess that's the thing is Embiid is getting better and Gasol and, is getting older.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, so anyway, moving on. Should we move on from the Sixers? We talk about them every week, but...
1: Well, the are well, the best teams in the NBA, so it's so fair, I
0: suppose. They're interesting. Uh, I feel like we should... Um, I mean, yeah, I just, we should touch on the Brooklyn Nets to just again. I mean, we'll probably talk about them all the time as well at the moment, but just, I mean, they had an overtime win against the Hawks. And um I mean just no, they just can't defend. They just won't defend. And I think the people yeah, there's the thing that's like maybe they're gonna sort it out, you know, they're gonna get motivated to defend and sort it out, but if they keep winning games and they're in like a strong position in the East, and I just can't see them at some point just suddenly getting really motivated and deciding that we're now going to try to defend a lot harder and stuff and really
1: there's also just even if they, they just put maximum defensive effort in there's a personnel thing here like Kyrie yeah. is is small i mean he, he's yeah. going to be <laughs> it's, it's very reductive but i mean he's just he's small people are going to be able to attack him he can and, How pesky is he gonna be like over an entire seven game series? There's just there's not enough evidence that Harden and Kyrie can turn it up defensively. It might not matter. They might just blow so many teams away.
0: Um
1: and Durant can defend and they're gonna pick up other guys. Um but they're playing huge minutes at the moment.
0: Yeah, that's the odd thing. I mean only
1: because they've gone to overtime a couple of times, but also that they don't have any other players. No. They really need to pick up some other guys soon, and the buyout period is probably a, we're not going to see that for a while. Um, there's already kind of silly speculation about the Cavs are going to buy out Drummond, so he can go to the Nets. I mean, why would they do that? No, yeah, why would
0: They're in a playoff spot at the moment,
1: and yeah, the, I guess they've got other centers to fill in, but they. They're but he's the best one. and they're not particularly motivated to to just do that. I mean, is yeah, they, they will win
0: a lot of games in the season. Yeah, and that's the thing that makes me wonder, like, why they would then suddenly start defending. I think, is my point, is that if they they're going to be a, obviously a great regular season team, but if they are a great regular season team, why why at some point in the regular season will they decide to start trying a lot hard defensively when they're winning anyway? I just don't I think- see it
1: there's also this and it's become a cliche since this trade has happened about how many champions have not been I think have been in the bottom half defensively and how many have even been outside the top 10 is incredibly low and one, and like the Cavs did it a couple of times they got to finals but they had LeBron and that's the, it remains to be seen that the Nets have anything like that and I think the Warriors and the Warriors were like 13th or something in their their second Durant title I think that was it but he's also, like, literally the most talented roster yeah. we've seen. And, again, they had the defence... knew they could defend at that level. Yeah, Just, they had some players, awesome players that, that weren't like,
0: really good defenders. Sorry, I think we've got a little bit of breaking up there, but hopefully it's it be fine. But, um, yeah, they, they obviously had really good defenders, like Draymond Green. And Clay Thompson is, like, a really good defender.
1: And he... As well, they they had so many good players. It's just like, well, maybe they were cruising a bit, and they they just done it. They they knew that they could def, they could yeah. turn it up to another level and boss. It just all feels so much like the Clippers to me. All of the net stuff of the boat feels like the Clippers. Is, is this like, oh yeah, but but what what well, they could be like, well yeah maybe. But we can say that these guys could start defending. I mean I, I need to see them defend at that level at some point. Yes. And, and going to overtime with the Atlanta Hawks is is just not it, is it? That's not that's not amazing.
0: No, I mean I, I I feel like you could say that there is a comparison between those two teams. Obviously the Hawks don't have the star level, but it's basically like they're two teams that are great offensively and not be able to defend. Also, what what, what you know, I just watched the highlights of that game, and the Hawks is basically they're scoring points by moving the ball, you know, a lot like great ball movement sometimes, getting open threes. A lot of the Nets points is like they were hanging in it while the Hawks were like just ahead for most of the game by just like one of the free like big free just having the ball in the half court and just basically just isolation and scoring, which is like, yeah, you can spell that. And they are going to score a lot of time doing that. But also, you feel like it's... I don't know. It's not as sustainable, maybe, as, like, actually playing good basketball.
1: I don't enjoy it, personally, no. as to watch a team that plays that way. It's very impressive. And, like, there's sometimes when where Duran has died. There was a game I was watching the the night, like I was just like... Oh, maybe it was the box one, and just a couple. He just like rises up above people, bang, and does it three times in a row, and it's incredible. But watching forty-eight minutes of of that stuff is is not my favourite thing. No,
0: really, is not. Do
1: you think we should That's, move on? Because we end up yeah. in the nets all the time, don't we? And it's uh,
0: yeah, we're yeah, we've we yeah, we've done a bit of that. Um, I mean, you wanted to talk about Shea Gilders-Alexander, didn't you?
1: Yeah, just because it's kind of the other end of the spectrum. But the Thunder, they're just... I mean, it's not going to be quite like last year, where they like are one game away from the second round of the playoffs. But they're just being better than everyone thinks they're going to be again. And Shea Gilders-Alexander is just... Just again, he's taken like, another step up. Um, he's one of the most efficient guard finishers at the rim. He's like averaging career highs almost across the board. Had a really a couple of really big games, making clutch plays. And the Thunder are eight and nine. They've got a better record than the Mavericks. Um, A way better record than the Pelicans, of course, who I think we'll come on to. And only just behind the Suns now. And it's like, oh, this team was meant to be the one team in the Western Conference who was not even pretending to win. And yeah. a, lot a lot of it's down to him. I don't know whether he... If I was like voting on award now, I don't think I'd give him a necessarily, partly because I just had such a high opinion of him already. Um, but yeah, he's shooting 37.8% from three, 6.5 assists per game, 21.8 points. Um, he's getting to the basket and he, he's actually made some really nice passes as well, uh, which, which is an interesting one because he's not. Obviously, when you're a third-year guard, and he was on a team with Schroeder and Chris Paul last year, his like ball-handling responsibility has absolutely skyrocketed.
0: Yeah, so there's more opportunity to see what we can do, and it's like, yeah, maybe he's
1: and he can do it
0: basically. even better than than people thought.
1: Yeah, so I just that's it's quite um, again and Luguentz Dort, who everyone thought was this just like square defender guy who, like, he hit all those random shots in that Game 7, where he's yeah. shooting 40% from three, and they've got him signed up for, like, $5 each season for the next four seasons. If he defends like that, and he's going to shoot 40% from three, that might actually be the best contract in the league.
0: Yeah. They yeah, seem well, like they're just... They're just being run very well, then not they, I suppose? Although, I mean, I guess maybe it's just getting lucky with... Players they pick up, but
1: I don't know though. I mean, this is they've, they've done it a few times, haven't they? Uh, where they've just picked players up and they're, they're finding value. I Dort's contract, by the way, 1.5 this year, 1.78 next year, and 1.9 the year after.
0: Yeah, that is true. He's cheap.
1: Current, an elite defensive player averaging 13 points per game on 40% from three.
0: Yeah, that's like the sort of player that you would go into any starting lineup, really. That's the so players who are
1: worse than that have got max contracts <laughs> or, the, or like the rookie scale yeah. max when they've got there and someone's like they've said a lot of max and then someone puts the offshoot down and their team has to match it I mean it's a small sample size again but basically you're looking at like that's at least two pieces that can start on a really good team like right now I think
0: yeah what, the, what two pieces is in
1: Dorton yeah, and they've got loads of other talented Speakers young players as well. Alexander. On top of that, I just thought I'd, I'd touch on them because, um, yeah, yeah, I think it's quite cool when you get these teams that were meant to be tanking and then are actually too good to tank potentially. Yeah, they have had some really heavy losses as well, so there's a chance this is a little bit false, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're well, they're they're better than the Pelicans, as you said. Which is yes. than the Pelicans are the team that. Have obviously have young talent, and they're meant to be a lot better young talent, like superstar young talent. And it's just not really happening again. Um, not it's surprisingly, a
1: roster construction. Um, yeah, already it looked it, and then it's turned out it was already. It's like that. I mean, their their yeah. half court numbers are enough two, to make you literally two, throw up. Two
0: guards that can't shoot
1: yeah good isn't it and then Stephen Adams who literally can't shoot for, well he obviously NBA players could all hit
0: yeah corner threes
1: it, over and over again in practice but he does not shoot he's kind of the better yeah. way to put it I suppose and Zion who I can't remember the exact you know he made like three or four threes in his debut didn't he
0: yeah and it
1: was something like he's made less than that since then in all of his oh NBA games oh my god
0: so and he's even, basically a
1: non-shooter yeah
0: yeah I mean I guess the expectation is that he'll do that again. I don't know why he's not, but I guess thing is, it's like the sort of player that you don't really want him to be a, a spacer, do you? The whole yeah. team's maybe built around him, battering people in the post. So even if he could shoot, you don't, you don't really want him doing that. So yeah, there's basically just, yeah, no, absolutely no shooting at all, apart from JJ Redick off the bench. Um, so. They're bad, and they decided they're going to he, he's decide they're shot, gonna trade yeah. everyone. Well, not everyone, but Lonzo Ball and JJ Redick apparently being offered around.
1: And Eric Bledsoe, according to oh, Windy. On just the, the whole
0: backcourt, then.
1: Yeah, he, he said they wanted to make room for Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who had a, a, a big game or two <laughs> when they were out, when uh, Ball and Bledsoe were out. Yeah. Uh, so it's understandable to change it around. I mean, should we go with Lonzo Ball? Because he's yeah. just still divides opinion.
0: Yeah, and he's always a big story. I don't see where the, where the fit is for him. I also, the, what they'd actually get back. I don't know, I can't imagine. They well, they're not get getting much. Punch.
1: They're getting a protected first, aren't they, at best, probably? Yeah. Like a heavily protected he one. Is he on any money? Uh, not yet because they no, but, didn't get an yeah. extension
0: because he won't agree I guess he wants loads of money he wants like a max or something probably so it's like whoever's going to trade for him as well probably only makes sense if you're willing to give him that
1: so um, the curious thing with him is it makes you realise when everyone criticised Ben Simmons for not shooting to go a little bit yeah. back to Philly is that is obviously a problem for Ben Simmons but there are other players that we're high on, or people generally, there's a lot of NBA people who are really high on that like Lonzo Ball. He does shoot the ball, but he's a lot smaller than Simmons. Yeah. Um, they're both great passers. And it's like, well, actually, his deficiencies are enormous, and he's like half a foot shorter than Simmons, maybe not quite, but like... So with Ball at the moment, he had one season last year where he shot a decent percentage. He's at 29% from three this year. He has never been able to shoot free throws, as in actually quite quite a bit yeah. worse than Simmons. I think he's like, do, he doesn't.
0: He doesn't even catch the line, does he anymore?
1: No, because he doesn't. Because he, he doesn't shoot. Because he can't make a free throw. He doesn't drive to the line.
0: Yeah, so he, he can't drive really and he can't shoot.
1: Yes. Yeah. Like... And he can defend, but.
0: But also not well, as well as Ben Simmons, obviously, because he's smaller. Like he's not going to defend a, a big.
1: No, I mean, so, so what? What do you do with him? Like you need a team that has loads of shooting, so you can carry him as a non-shooter.
0: But then, what I does think... he offer you that much? A team that a team that really needs a playmaker, I guess. But I, I can't think of a team that's, that's that needs one.
1: Not really. And is like very...
0: actually any good?
1: I've seen basically every one thing at the moment. Someone says the Warriors, and it's like I, I feel like that is an absolutely stinking fit, personally. Other than yeah. Warriors culture, they'll fix him, and maybe Andrew Wiggins has been really, really good since Draymond came back. Um, yeah. But what? So he's going to have to handle the ball because if he doesn't, he's a non factor. So Steph has it even less. They're already playing Draymond to basically. I mean, he's actually shooting again this year, but no-one's treating him like a shooter. James yeah. Wiseman is hitting shots, but, I mean, a guy who's... I mean, yeah,
0: like, you bring Lonzo the Ball there and you're relying on Draymond and Wiseman to be shooters.
1: So the Lonzo Ball can handle it? I mean, So
0: Lonzo Ball can not shoot, yeah.
1: Basically, in the current NBA... Because <laughs> the thing with Ben Simmons, to, if I'm going to really bleed this slightly terrible comparison dry, is you can play him as we were saying earlier is you can play him as an off-ball guy far better and he does yeah. drive to the basket and he's 6 foot 10 which shock horror basketball being 6 foot 10 kind of cool um but yeah. Ball is a guard who won't drive to the basket and at the moment at least basically well the weight of evidence is he can't shoot I just
0: he's a defensive enough. specialist guard really at the moment isn't he
1: who can play transition passes which is like yeah that's great um and i saw someone on twitter i can't remember who it was unfortunately kind of make the point that we always say his fit wasn't right and it's like well i thought the lonzo and zion thing was meant to be he's got the guy to catch lobs now uh he's got more ball handling because ingram can do that and it's just like well i don't know where you put him
0: no, you basically have to, like you say, have to put on a team with loads of shooting so he can give them less shooting.
1: And if you... I don't know. Like, Look at the players that have loads of shooting built around them.
0: Yeah. Do it so they can it's drive. Drunk. Why do Giannis, you know,
1: shooting around a guy who won't drive? Traditionally, LeBron. Giannis. You
0: know, yeah. Yeah, I just said Giannis. But, yeah.
1: Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that. But, like... <laughs> yeah, so yeah. a team like the Bucks aren't going to take him and be oh, look at his upside. They're, they're a team that could still maybe think... A little bit more ball handling would be nice. Um, but what, why would they compromise the Yeah,
0: space? I mean, their problem last year was they didn't have, in the playoffs, is they weren't did the shoot well. The actual percentages weren't great, were they, last year? No. Just volume. So they don't need someone else that is not going to be that good at three-point shooting.
1: Team um, the Clippers um, could do with the point guard, though, but... Their offense yeah. has been, I think, is the best in the NBA at the moment, partly because everyone is shooting the hell out of the ball. Like, almost yeah. everyone on the roster is over 40%, which is unsustainable, but it's because they've got a roster of shooters, and you then undermine that by putting.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess someone like that could make sense. But this, the thing is that I don't know how much he was asking for when they didn't agree a contract, but I assume it's like he wants something like the max extension. And I. The thing is, that I feel like I can see teams that make sense as a little piece to help this year, you know, possibly like coming off the bench sometimes yeah. and stuff. But he, he wants to be treated like he's more than that, but he wants the money like he's way more than that. And I just don't think there's any team that it makes sense to give him a max extension.
1: It's the curse in a way of when you draft high, though. So the Lakers, yeah. because they had LeBron, and because they're the La- they got LeBron because they're the Lakers, and then because they're the Lakers and they had LeBron, they could make Anthony Davis force a trade, basically, to them, which meant that trading away uh, multiple high-draft picks, including Lonzo, was kind of fine. But people are wedded to their high-draft picks, aren't they? Yeah. And so it kind of... Ha- I, I guess it's similar with Wiggins. is Basically, he goes to a small-market team, and he's selected first overall, well, traded there, whatever... And then he says, "Well, one the max." And they're like, "Well, I mean, you're you're a guy. You know, we we got you yeah. in this big trade for Kevin Love. We've effectively drafted you first overall. We need to pay you." And I know New Orleans didn't draft Lonzo, but they he was one of the centerpieces in this Anthony Davis trade. Yeah. And you're sort of just like, "Well, you kind of want I to guess, paying- but I
0: guess the, the fact they got um, the other guys out of it, sort of like." And just sort baby. of like, oh, yeah, we just we don't need to give them the Zygmacks because we've already got all this and other these, stuff.
1: These high draft picks always want a massive contract, and you can see yeah. why. It's like, well, I was the second-best college player in the country like two years ago, yeah. or whatever it is. Like Bagley. Bagley has basically been injured or bad as an NBA player. He's going to want to get paid, and the Kings are going to be in a position where it's like they've already got massive contracts committed. Um, Do we let this guy walk that we just drafted second overall and clearly has upside? Yeah. So these players, when you draft high or you get a player who's drafted high, um, unless it completely goes off the rails like Fultz, you do end up with... um, Their contract expectations are kind of a problem and particularly if you're represented by Rich Paul, like Lonzo, it's, it's even more difficult.
0: Yes. Um... Yeah, I'd be interesting to see what happens with that, because it's... I mean, the stuff I've seen is basically there's... It's not... The story isn't that there's interest, it's that the pelicans are basically phoning people up and asking them to take him. Or yeah. something. Um And yeah, I don't know. I just don't know where, where he fits at all. Because... Um, the do it Celt- really make sense on Celtics? I mean, it only makes huge sense anywhere. but I mean...
1: They've got shooting to compensate for him yeah. not shooting.
0: Um, and Campbell gets injured quite a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It is it is hard to find a place for him. And if you look at the teams that are bad, that could take him and pay him as like, oh, we wish we drafted him... Yeah. While I'm Minnesota, they've got Jangelo Russell. Yeah. And Ricky Rubio, in fact. Um and they're not on their main teams that are bad. Cleveland's
0: yeah, also in the backcourt.
1: Yeah, Cleveland have got I think five hundred point guards now roughly.
0: And they're actually starting to be good.
1: Yeah. Um I mean I've seen the Knicks mentioned, obviously, because the Knicks and Warriors is anyone doing a trade. And so the Knicks, mm. what they definitely need is someone who can't shoot. That is the the thing the Knicks need is mm. Can we put out more players who can't shoot the three? That is the key for them. So that's yeah. why they should, they should do it. It would be funny.
0: I guess the hope is that when he, with more space he could start shooting better again because he was all right last year, wasn't he? Um,
1: it's the driving as well, though. Because like yeah. that opens up his playmaking. That's how he becomes a really, really top-tier point guard if he can ever be that. Yeah. is if if he can drive and then pass and also isn't the worst free-throw shooter in the league or whatever he is at the moment.
0: Yeah, which is it's all linked, isn't it, really, the free-throws and driving? But yeah. I, um, yeah. JJ Reddick, though, I think, like, as always, it's like any team. could have, Although I guess it's on quite a bit of money, isn't he?
1: Yeah, the matching the salary is trickier. Yeah. Um, Is he on but, 13? I mean, I'll, I'll just fire up for.
0: If you can match Sally, it's, I mean, even though he's not been shooting this he's year, under, I mean.
1: Under 30%, but he's really yeah, bad. But it's, uh, yeah. If you're one of the best three point shooters in history, I think you're allowed to have a bad start from three. on the Yeah.
0: Really? You, you're not, I don't think you should assume that he can't shoot the 3 8 1. Um, yeah, it's like any team, any contender.
1: He if, is on
0: If the salary matching works and stuff, it just you know, it makes sense. It just it's just a buy that just improve any team. Come off the bench obviously at this point in his career, I think. Um
1: Although the thirteen million number is is not that easy um, for quite a lot no. of teams. So, obviously, people mentioned the, um, going back to the Sixers because just more shooting would be good for them, always. Yeah. Um, but they Well, they'd have to give up, like, multiple players. You could do Mike Scott, um, but that, that's only five, I think. It basically doesn't get you. They'd have to give up quite a few, and then why do the Pelicans do that? Um, yeah, it, it's not ideal. Oh, that's, uh, there's one thing I wanted to mention actually about Sixers from last night as well and it kind of links into Reddick actually is their struggles without Embiid when he goes off the floor in games like that, a lot of it is they end up running these Simmons Howard and like Teibel or Maxi lineups Yeah. and they're back to having like two shooters on the floor at once
0: Yeah and then, yeah, I mean Howard and Simmons being like complete non-shooters as well yeah, True it's like yeah, that is not good, is it? Although, um, I mean Maxi, Maxi is hip freeze, isn't he?
1: He can make them, yeah, but he's not being treated as a no, shooter. No, not he, yet. He does turn them down occasionally. He does occasionally uh, yeah, drive in for a little one of his little trademark floaters.
0: Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that we need to talk about? The jazz. T- running, yes, go okay, t- touch on jazz quickly because <laughs> we're, we're a little short on time.
1: Defensive rating.
0: Yeah, oh, wow. it's a, a shock, really, isn't it? Um, just how good they've been.
1: I think they've won ten in a row.
0: It's, it's, yeah. I just didn't expect it to be that good, but I guess they haven't. They had like the last couple of years. They've had injury problems, have they? But,
1: uh when well, the I mean, uh, Bogdanovich and they took quite a while to get stuff going with Conley last season. Um, yeah. This is one of those weird ones. I think we spoke about in our pre season stuff about the difference between predict the the regular season standings and where does this put them in in the playoffs, like if you're having to power rankings on to win the title sort of thing. And whereas yeah. with the Sixers, again, another team who have started really strongly and maybe uh, achieving better than expectation is they've got one of these truly elite players. And there are still questions about them in the half court and fourth quarter and stuff. But also there is a chance that Embiid just wins like two series by himself because he's impossible to stop. The Jazz, as good as they are, and they're really fun to watch, actually. We talk about ball movement earlier. It just flies around the court. They've got so many... Guys who can make plays, um, and they're, they're shooting, I think, like roughly a thousand percent from three or something. Um, no, they're just under 40 percent as a team from three,
0: yeah, that um, is,
1: uh... and third in three point attempts. And obviously, defensively, go like by himself is basically going to make them a lead defensive team when he's on the floor. People just I mean a bead has a similar impact but where they just people don't go to the ring but their, their short distribution's amazing it's just opponents taking loads and loads of mid-ranges um, yeah
0: which is basically what you want isn't
1: it yeah because they've got all these perimeter just, guys who are um, charging at you if you shoot and then you, you pump and go and then you get them miss like nine foot tall yeah. Frenchman's in the way and you, you stop and shoot
0: yeah um, yeah I, it's a weird one with that, isn't it? Whether you think they're going to, um, whether they can carry on, because I sort of—they've just been really good, and they are—they are like a well-constructed team. I don't really know if there is a reason to think that they drop off again.
1: They're deep as well. They're deep. Yeah. And they—they're they're missing. So they blew the Mavericks out last night with no Donovan Mitchell.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that I didn't have Donovan Mitchell.
1: And we—I mean, we'll, we'll save the Maverick stuff. We'll see how they—they they get on because they're another team that they were missing loads of people from COVID, and and Porzingis is back, yeah. but they were basically at full strength yesterday. Um, and Mitchell, I think, is in concussion protocol, and it's just—they've got so many good players. I think Joe Ingalls just came into the starting lineup and hit like a load of threes, and Royce O'Neill's making shots, and Bogdanovich, I think, still working his way back from injury a little bit. But he's he's just good. He's just one well, of these guys who just always averages like in the high teens and relatively efficiently. Um, so I, I wouldn't, I don't doubt that they can be a high seed. But also, in a playoff series, would I take them over like either LA team? No chance. I don't think they can do anything in the regular season to make me take them over one of the LA teams in the series. No. Or maybe not, even some of the others actually.
0: Yeah, it's the, the individual scoring, isn't it? The, I mean Dominic Mitchell is obviously great at that, but he's not a superstar one of those superstar level players. And they don't really have much else beyond that for as far as that is goes. I guess Conley can make a own shot a bit, but it's not he's not that tier of player. No. Any more, at least. Okay. Um, yeah, they just. It's one of those teams that's going to be very solid. Probably, They might be more than solid by the end of the year. They might, they could, they could maybe like have the two seed. I know it was a couple of years ago, had the two seed, didn't they? And just didn't get that far in the playoffs.
1: That yeah, was that that was the season they got beaten in seven by the Blazers wasn't it and then the Blazers got destroyed by Stephen
0: Harry Demi Lillard just to you know one of those star players and scorers Um, yeah which is sort of what you need in the playoffs but uh, anyway we're out of time so um, yeah I guess we should wrap up then if we don't have
1: any
0: time no yeah yeah we should wrap up and, um, but I guess that's it, really, isn't it? The wrapping up.
1: Yeah, that, is, that has been wrapped up, yeah.
0: So, uh, goodbye. Bye. And, um, look at the website. Well, you might already be on the website, actually, if you're seeing this. So, I to yeah. look at some more of the website.
1: Or we'll go and subscribe. i subscribe, subscribe as well, yeah.
0: On all the things.
1: <laughs> all the things, indeed.
0: Spotify and all that. But anyway, yeah, we are actually really out of time. So goodbye.